Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Today is Saturday, July 8th, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and this week, we, on this show, we discuss all the things that we should have learned in high school but weren't taught. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. Uh, as, you, as usual, I appreciate it. Um, first, <laughs> I'm doing hot yoga, and oh, my gosh, that's, yeah, I did it this morning. And so if I'm sweating, because my body is still remembering what it's like in that room. So I apologize for that. So let's talk about this week's topic. Let's get right into it. We're talking about investment options, okay? What are the different things, investment products that you can invest in? I am not going to recommend anything. I am not a financial advisor. Anything I say on this show is just my opinion. Take it as infotainment, if you will. I'm just going to talk about the different options. I'm going to say what I feel are the pros and cons of them and what you need to be aware of. Uh, But again, I'm not selling any products. I'm not endorsing any products. I'm not endorsing any companies. Okay? Invest at your own risk. Risk. I just want you to know about it. So first first thing, before we start talking about all the different types of investment options you have, first question is why are there so many investment options? A couple of months ago, we talked about risk and what is risk. And to summarize that real quick, there is no absolute scale for risk. Risk is relative based on other things. You know, X asset or X product is riskier than Y product, okay? So they're, they're, they're based on where other things are. Now, here's the issue. Risk is about probability, Okay. Risk is about hypothetical situation. I got a line of people. I walk up to the first one, smack them in the side of the head. I walk over to the second person. I raise my hand. What's the probability that that person will move before I smack? Okay, probably 100%. Third person, probably still 100%. Let me get down to the 290th person. Maybe they didn't see what I did to the first person, you know, or maybe they did and they like to get smacked. You don't know. So that's the thing. It, risk is about probability. What's the likelihood of X happening? That is up to interpretation. Okay, um, back in the in the eighties and nineties, there was a guy named Mike Milken, made a ton of money on junk bonds. We'll talk about bonds tonight today too, but he made money on junk bonds, and it was all about the perceived risk. When you Use your credit card. There's a certain level of risk that the credit card issuing company is taking. When you go to a bookie, okay, there's a certain level of risk. See, the thing is, before we talk about investment options, what is an investment? An investment to me is anytime you put money into something and expect to get more back or there's a possibility that you will get more back. Talking about the local bookie, the bookie loans you $1,000. And then he tells you, here's the terms. You know, you got to pay me back this much a week for whatever, and then you pay me back the total, or, you know, this is how much you got to pay. He's giving you $1,000. He's an investor in you, okay? And he's expecting to get more than his $1,000 back, okay? When you use your credit card, the same thing. The, the credit card agency is saying, we're going to give you $1,000 to buy this TV or whatever. You're going to pay us back $1,000 plus. 
when you get a mortgage, the mortgage company is investing in you. They're giving you something and expecting to get more back. So let's just be, be clear. That is what an investor is. That's what, that's what an investment is. Like I was saying, this guy Mike Milken made a ton of money on junk bonds because the risk was very high. But if the companies did fulfill their obligation, the people that took that risk made out like bandits because they took on risk their expected return was more. So when you look at all the different investment options, it's not like a supply and demand curve. It's more of a, you know, as your risk increases, your expected or potential return should also increase. Okay? So that's why you have so many different investment options because different levels of relative risk are what some people, people are, are comfortable with different levels of risk. And if they're saying, well, there's more risk here, I expect more return. That, in a nutshell, that is basically what it comes down to, okay? Um, so when you get charged an interest rate, when the, when the credit card company picks your interest rate, because they're taking a risk, and they're saying, well, if you are a higher risk, then we're going to charge you a higher rate. We, we, we expect more in return, okay? So all that aside, I printed off a couple of nice charts. I can't show them to you because they're probably copyrighted, and I'm not into getting into that. But I, came up, I saw this thing called the investment pyramid. It goes from low risk, limited risk, moderate risk, to higher, higher risk. So let's talk about what are the potential investment tools at lower risk? Your savings account, your checking account. You know, the bank is giving you a half and 1% interest, so technically it is an investment. If you gave them $1,000, and come back five years later, you would have $1,000.50. So technically, that's an investment. Um, that return they're giving you of, of half of a tenth of a percent or whatever, frankly, because they can, but your money is relatively safe. It's backed by the bank. It's backed by the government. The government guarantees up to, what, $250,000 that if you lose, if the bank goes under, you lose up to that amount. We'll, we'll, we'll cover it, okay? So your risk of default, of not getting your money back, is relatively low, you know, because the, the government is insuring it. Now, do governments go under? Yeah. Governments go under. Governments uh, default. We, I think, U.S., we defaulted about three or four years ago. We defaulted on some, some loans. And it shook everybody. It freaked everybody out because we defaulted. And so it happens. Um, the likelihood of it happening, you know, I'm one of those people that say, well, it's a very low likelihood. I'm like, well, it either will or it won't, 50-50. Either will or it won't. You know, you can, you can put in all kinds of factors. You know, going through all this because that's what's involved in investing. Those are the things that are, that are involved in picking and deciding what investment is right for you. And also, uh, let us sneeze. Okay, it'll come. But those are – I'm sorry. You know, you got to sneeze and you feel it, but it won't come. So anyway, so those are all the things that are involved in, 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 in that. So uh, savings account and checking account, very low risk because it's backed A by the bank. Um, Fly-by-night bank down the corner probably has a higher risk of default than one of the big banks. Okay? That's why people use some of the big banks. 
you know. But then, too, you know, the big banks have trouble. A couple of months ago, Wells Fargo had a big mess, okay? So, you know, you've got to be careful. And what you're giving up for that relative safety, some people are fine with that. Some people, I want my money safe. It's safer than, it, than if it were under the, the mattress. Yeah, you got that safety. But for that safety, you're getting no return. If you're fine with not getting return for your money, okay, stick it in, in, a, in, a, in a regular um, bank account, savings account, checking account, and, and, you know, be done with it. So a little bit up the chain is something called money market accounts. Now, money market accounts have interest rated generally higher than a savings account. Um, what's the trade-off? Well, yeah, because you can, you know, take your money out. What is the trade-off with, with a money market account? Well, you got to have more money in there. So for a bank account, maybe you got you can have 15, 15, 20 bucks in there, and you got an account. With a money market, you may have to keep $1,000, dollars $10,000, you know, um, in that account. You have to keep a minimum of that much in the account to get this higher interest. Now, we talked about banking a couple of years ago, how, a couple of months ago, and how it works. Why do you think they want you to keep a minimum balance of X? Reason is because they're investing that money. So say you got a $10,000 money market, and you're going to get 4% on it, just throwing a number out there, but you've got to keep a minimum of 10000 Remember, your 10000 is just on somebody's spreadsheet somewhere. It's, it's literally not sitting in the vault, okay, with your name on it, with a little ribbon on it. The bank is taking that money, and they're investing it, they're investing that money. Now, what they're trying to do is make more than 4% on that money. So if they got to pay you 4% and they can find a place to invest your money, if they can make a return of 6 8 10%, they're keeping the difference. They're giving you your 4% because that's what they promised you. That's how it works. So for a money market, yeah, you're going to get more, uh, a higher interest rate, but you're going to have to keep more money with them. So your liquidity is diminished. You might have, you know, if you had a, you might get eight percent if you have a hundred thousand dollars in a money market. You know, you, you give you eight percent. Don't drop it below the hundred thousand. So you basically got to put your money down, and leave it. What are the risks of that? Well, they're insured just like, um, I believe they're insured just like a regular savings account. But you do not have the flexibility to get your own money. If you need that, if you have money that you don't need, okay, well, put it there and leave it. But if you end up having to come back and get your money for some reason and you drop it below that account, uh, that account minimum, then you might have a problem. Now, some of these money market accounts will give you a checkbook, and you can just write checks, okay? Um, and you, so it's like a checking account. But, again, don't drop it below that, that minimum. Now, again, savings accounts have the same thing sometimes. They might say, well, you know, if you have direct deposit, we, we will waive the minimum required amount. But if you don't have direct deposit – well, you got to keep $500 in this account. And think about it. You know, they'll say, well, because, you know, it costs us. If you keep less than that, we're going to charge you a service fee because it costs us the service. No, it don't. We've got those numbers on a spreadsheet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I work with Excel all day. Okay? It's a spreadsheet. It's somebody with your name, little, little number. Boom. It don't cost that much. You know, it doesn't cost you $24 to go see a teller. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Anyway, so, so yeah, so you got savings accounts, then you got a money market account. Next up the ladder is something called the CD or the Certificate of Deposit. 
Now, what's a CD? It's from your standpoint, you just give them the bank your money. Certificate of deposit says, okay, you leave us this money for six months, four months, whatever the time period is. You leave us this money, and in four months or six months or whatever, we will give you back more money. So you might get 5% or whatever on a CD. I mean, last time I checked, CDs were, uh, their interest rates weren't that great. Again, you're trying to, you have to balance that as an investor. Do you want to get a CD or do you want to get a savings account? Do you want to get a money market? Uh, a CD is, say if you got a six-month CD, you buy a six-month CD for $1,000. They're going to give you 6% interest. In six months, you go back and you pull out, they give you a check for $1,000 plus 6%, which is uh, $60. Okay, but for that six months, you know, your money was gone, you know, it was gone, you, you know, and at the end of that six months, they'll give it to you back. Um, the bank asks you, you know, their CDs are fixed term up to, what, uh, three or four or five years. The longer the time period, it better have a higher interest rate because your money is being tied up for a longer period of time. You want me to give you my money, and you're going to give it back to me tomorrow, okay, I'm not going to expect that much interest. But if you're going to give me this money back in a year or two, you know, or five years, it's not, I'm not going to get my money, then I expect a higher interest rate. Okay, so so that, that's, that's kind of how it works, okay? Um, so, yeah, you, you, see, you see how these different products, depending on how long before you're going to need the money. If you need real, true liquidity, you go to savings accounts. If you got a block of money that you can put away for a while and not touch it, you might want to go with a money market uh, or a CD, depending on what do you think you're going to need the money, how you know, and how long before you need the money. So that's um, that's how CD works. So again, this is why there's so many different products on the market because people have different needs for their money, right? But they're all investments. Now we get into some of the U.S. Treasury securities. Now, Treasury securities are backed by the government, so theoretically they are safe. Um, it's a relative term. I'm sorry. You know, they're backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. The reason, let's be honest, the reason money we use money is because the government will accept it for our taxes. The government said, you know what, we're not going to accept dollars anymore. We want oranges. Dollars become worthless tomorrow because you can't pay your taxes. But so it's something to think about. But when you get into United States securities, and there's a bunch of them. They got Treasury securities. They got T bills, T notes, T bonds, savings bonds. And we'll talk about each, each of those things a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about a Treasury security, uh, a, a Treasury bill. Matures in one one year or less, and they don't pay interest until maturity. And now these bills are sold at a discount. So say for example. Um, you got a $1,000 T-bill. You buy it. And you're not going to buy it for $1,000. You're going to buy it for 900 and something, and you'll get $1,000 back. That difference in what you spent for it and what you're getting back is your interest. See, so that's how they work. It's not like you give them $1,000 and they give you $1,000 plus interest. No, you give them 900 and something, and then they give you back $1,000. Um, they can mature in two to ten years. They will pay you some interest um, with a coupon payment. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Treasury notes. I'm sorry. Jumped around. Um, they pay interest at maturity. So, again, you put that money in, 
you don't see anything until the time maturity. If it's a two-year note, two years, you'll get your money. Um, they're sold, what we call, again, as a discount to what we call par value. Par value is what's the value stated on the coupon. It's $1,000 or whatever. But they're sold at a discount to that, and that discount makes up the interest. So you'll get $1,000 back, but you'll pay nine change, and that difference, again, will be the will, will correlate to the interest that is stated when, when they're selling them. Okay, so government bonds, that's how government stuff is sold. It's not sold above the price. Like, here's the par value. We're going to sell it down here, and we're going to give you back this. Okay, treasury notes, those are a little longer. They, they are like two to ten years. Again, all this stuff depends on when you need your money, how much risk you're willing to take. For some people, the government is virtually has no risk. Okay, they say, oh, you know, government, hey, you know, they're not going to default. So you get the treasury notes. And they, were, they mature in two to ten years, and they have a payment, a coupon, what they call a coupon payment, every six months. Um, so, example, somebody buys a $1,000 treasury note for $950. They collect interest of 3% per year, and then at the end of, um, end of the time, they get, the thousand, they'll get their, their $1,000 back. But over that time, they've gotten $1,000 plus all those coupon payments every month. Or every six months, okay. See, that's how it works. You, you know, it, it's it's kind of backward math, but it, it makes sense. Um, so that's treasury notes, treasury bonds, or T bonds, or long bonds as they call them. They mature in twenty to thirty years, and they have a coupon payment again every six months, but they're longer term. Okay, um, you want your money? You don't need your money for thirty years. These are the kind of savings bonds. You know, we get savings bonds in the book. This is the kind of stuff people buy. When their kids are born, you know, they'll buy them $10,000 worth of these bonds or whatever and know that in 30 years their kid is going to get ten grand. okay, plus all the coupon payments every six months. Okay, so that's, that's – it's a long-term. Okay, that's a very long-term thing. Um, they get into stuff like treasury, inflation-protected securities, which I don't know what that is. I'm not going to mess with it. I read up on it, and it's like, yeah. Basically, they – fluctuate with the, the, the consumer price index, and I, I'm not messing with that. Now, remember, all these things are sold on the open market, and um, I would venture to say is as creative as Wall Street is, you got these treasury bonds from the government, and you got somebody figure out a way to trade them without buying them. So, you know. So now let's talk about savings bonds. Savings bonds, uh, 20 years, and they continue our interest for 30 years. Those are the Series double E's. And the Series 1 bonds have a variable yield based on inflation. So it's all kinds of like this. But, yeah, that's what everybody gets the kid, you know, savings bonds. The kid turns four, whatever, you know, parents and grandparents, you know, start giving the kid savings bonds every year for his uh, or, her, or her birthday. Okay. But they rate the, the Series I bonds, the rate resets every six months. Okay. So um, personally, I don't, I don't do any bonds. Um, I'm a stock person. We'll get to stocks in a minute. Um, but I'm, I'm a stock person, and, you know, I told you why, because, you know, it's more risk, um, theoretically, but also better return. I'm all about getting getting returns, okay? I don't have, you know, a big block of $10 million, and I'm like, okay, let me protect my assets. That's one of the things these kinds of things are good for. If you're trying to protect 
assets. You say, you know what, I have enough money. I just don't want to gamble it away. So let me buy a bunch of savings bonds or, 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 or T-bills or something with a long-term maturity that I can put, um, feel comfortable that the government will never go under, that I'll, get my, that I'll get my money every six months. But at the end of that 30 years, I know I still got my money. Okay, Risk return, again, the higher the risk, this way. The higher the risk, the higher the, re- the, higher the return has got to be. Okay, the, You would never buy invest in something where the risk is very high and the return is very low. It just doesn't make sense. Okay? So, all right, next we have annuities. Um, an annuity is a series of payments made at equal intervals, usually uh, once a year or once every month or something. Um, your, your monthly home mortgage payment, that's an annuity. You're paying out to somebody else. So that's why people will do, people that are, you know, have, can, can do it. They will buy, they will buy a house and then they'll buy an annuity because you're, because of the present value of money and all that, you could get, say, if you bought a $300,000 house, you could buy an annuity maybe for $260, $250 that would match your payments. So every month or whatever you get, or every once a year, whatever, you get enough money to make all your payments, and you wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, this, this annuity I got over here, this annuity is perfectly matched with this obligation, which is my mortgage. They're perfectly matched. So every month when one is due, the other one's paying. You know, and you never have to worry about your mortgage. But, you know, you got to come up with that 280000 or whatever. But you buy that annuity and you just, your, your, your payments on the annuity cover your, your um, mortgage. That's one tactic that, that some people will use. Um, now that's what an annuity is. You pay, you, you buy it. And then you're going to get money back for the next 20 or 30 years. Now we're getting into about seven minutes left. Now we're getting into stocks. And uh, first thing up is mutual funds. Mutual funds are run by by mutual uh, by fund managers, and uh, they have the benefit of uh, diversifying. So a mutual fund will buy. 20 or 30, however many stocks. So you're naturally diversified. And by diversified, instead of you um, buying one stock or buying all stocks that are technology-related or all stocks that are car companies, instead of you, you spread your risk out. Yeah, you know, you may buy Ford, GM, and Chrysler. You say, well, I'm pretty well diversified. Excuse me. Unless the, the car market crashes. You know, a gas shoots up like it does every now and then, and all of a sudden people stop buying SUVs, and all their SUV sales tank. Then you got a problem because all of those companies are going to get hit together. So that's why you diversify. You buy some some car stocks. You buy some health companies, insurance companies. You might buy uh, some some um, grocery stores. You might buy some technology. You, you spread it out. That's what a, a a mutual fund does for you. It does that spreading of the risk of, of the wealth. It spreads it out so that if something happens in one sector, you won't get destroyed. The downside of mutual funds, and I've said this before, is you are going to pay that fund manager to manage that fund, whether he or she makes money for you or not. If they lose money, hypothetically, yeah, you, you can take your money out. But best, rest assured, they're going to get their fees out first. So their fees are based on how much 
they are managing. If that goes down, yeah, their fees go down. But when your fee goes from literally a half a billion dollars a year or 50 million even, to be conservative, 50 million to 49 million, bummer. You know, but that's the kind of money that fund managers can make on a fund. And how do they do that? Because, again, their whole, their, their, their whole conversation is based on how much they have under management. Okay, and if they got $400 billion under management and next year they got $397 billion, so they lost $3 billion, okay, they're going to lose 1% of their fees, but they're going to get their fees. So that's, you know, that's my own issue. That's one of the problems I, I've always had with funds, mutual funds. Uh, next one up, the last one on the list is index funds. And index funds are designed to follow certain preset rules that the, the fund tracks a specific basket of underlying in, uh, underlying investments um, and tracking the prominent um, indexes like the S&P 5000, the Dow, or something like that. The Nikkei, these funds might be set up to mirror those indexes. So if the Nikkei shoots up 40% one day, that index fund should also shoot up 40% because it's indexed to that fund. Uh, me personally, I think it's just like and I'm sorry, you know, I tried to sit here and think about what word I want to use. I think it's just lazy. Um, I have a lot of respect for fund managers. I have a lot of respect for their knowledge. But at the end of the day, a fund manager is not guaranteeing you anything. He is not or she is not guaranteeing you any return. You know, there are um, – last thing I want to talk about is stocks, which is what all these index funds and mutual funds, they're buying stocks. Um, but these, you know, a stock is the, probably the riskiest asset, um, other than, you know, smacking a drug dealer. But, um, no, sorry. Um, with stocks, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you literally don't know. It has, the stock price has nothing to do a lot of times with the performance of the company, other than once a quarter when the company produces its earnings. Other than that, the stock price has nothing to do with the company. Um, Tesla this week was downgraded, lost like 4%. I am know because I own a stock, and I'm a little ticked off about that because some advisor, some financial advisor downgraded them from, I guess, buy to hold. Buy, yeah, they lost 4%. So that's the thing about stocks. That's one of the biggest issues with stocks is they are susceptible to the vagaries of the market. That's always been, you know, one of the biggest kicks. At the same time, they are also susceptible to the, the, the vagaries on the upside. You know, I own iRobot, which is make those little Roombas, the ones that you put them on the floor and they vacuum your floor and you leave a dog poop on there and it runs it over, puts it everywhere. Um, I own them. They went up like 8% one, one day, like a month and a half ago because somebody upgraded them. Like they did nothing. The company did nothing. They woke up that morning and didn't do anything different, but a bunch of people said, you're worth 8% more, and so was I. Okay, that's how it works. Um, so anyway, that was, that's it. You know, I, I went through a lot of them. I tried to just go through a lot of things. You know, Wall Street, I didn't even touch a lot of the stuff on Wall Street because, uh, first of all, there's like a million different products they have. Number two, they have products that are named the same or named differently, but they're the same thing. And I'm not going to sit here and try to reverse engineer all the Wall Street products, okay? Um, I will say this. 
with all due respect to, in, to, to, to Wall Street firms, this is just my personal opinion. If they're trying to sell you something hard, hey, Stacey, if they're trying to sell you something hard, rest assured they're making more money on that product than they're giving you. Rest assured they are making more money. Okay, they are making more money. If anybody is pushing hard to get you to buy any kind of investment product, rest assured they're making money on it. Nobody is going to push any product to you that they're losing money on. So don't ever forget that. Uh, Wall Street, they've made a business out of being opaque. They have made a business out of it. You don't, you don't understand. They, they keep it where you can't tell what's going on behind the wall. You don't understand what's going on with your money. I'm not saying they're ripping nobody off. They're, they're a services industry. So, but anyway, that's it. Hey, Stacey, sorry, sorry you missed it. It's going to be on. You can catch the whole thing on Facebook Live. You can also catch the show. I'll be posting it on YouTube and, and the Secret Math and Money channel. And it will also be later on today, it will be in the iTunes um, music store for free. Um, so all the, the three, three places you can find this show, Facebook, iTunes, and uh, YouTube. You can find these shows every week. Uh, so that's it. Those are just some of the investment options. Uh, between, I do this show every two weeks. If you have any questions, feel, feel free to hit me up on Facebook with your questions. And if I can't answer it right then, I'll do the research and I'll answer it on the next show. I have no problem with that. I love that. I love questions because it makes me do my, my, my research. And um, it helps me to learn. So with that, everybody, second stuff, everybody, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, I will see you in two weeks. Again, remember, if you have questions, you can hit me on Facebook anytime. Take care, folks. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.